G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. An update today on some of the challenges in Southeast Asian nations with a special focus on Vietnam. Mission work in Southeast Asia can be really challenging, but it might appear that there are huge opportunities to serve people in communities where not only are the COVID challenges so significant, but health issues, domestic violence and the safety of children is a major, major challenge. Kelvin and Rebecca Windsor are program directors for AOG World Relief, working in Vietnam, and they're joining us for an update. Kelvin and Rebecca, welcome along to 2020. Hi, thank you for having us. Kelvin, let me just start with you first. Uh, Coronavirus causing all sorts of problems right around the world. Is there any sort of update on how things are being handled in Vietnam? Yeah, definitely. Um, The government here has been um, fairly good in trying to um, control things and um, manage um, and and people here and trying to contain the virus as much as possible. Uh, One of the difficulties that we we find nationwide is with, um, I guess, people in the more remote communities um, don't have a lot of access to sanitation and health issues, which um, can be detrimental for them. Rebecca, the challenges of coronavirus, is this being played out in families all around you? Yes, it's um, the government, they've been amazing in responding, you know, in trying to quarantine people, which is fantastic. But yes, like you're saying, family units affected, people who can't work. um, And a lot of people in Vietnam are living day by day. If they can't work that day, they can't buy food for that day. Um, so not, you know, um, Western countries where people have savings and credit cards, particularly single parent households here. So if, if the mum or grandma can't work, then, yeah, they can't put foot on the table. They can't buy the soap to wash their hands. It's a very complicated situation. And let me just focus in here for a moment because you've been involved in delivering some hygiene packs and food parcels to families because people are really struggling in your area and your community and the villages around you. Yeah, that's right. Um, there's um, a lot of, like Beck was saying, there's a lot of um, communities and families out there who basically have to make a choice between whether or not they get food on the table or they have proper good sanitation to keep the virus away from them. Um, So as you can assume, most people are going to choose food over good hygiene. And so we're trying to just um, fill in some of those gaps within communities and families and for those who are less um, fortunate and those who really can't get into, um, get get access to those things where we're coming alongside them and just partnering with them to, to help fill that gap. 
Well, coronavirus is a huge challenge, but it's not the only huge challenge you are up against serving in Vietnam. And and for listeners, mm. uh, just to know that you're serving in central Vietnam, and many listeners will be familiar with the challenges of serving in Vietnam under the government regime, which is very tough. But you're there serving in the community, and there are some special needs that children have, medical issues. Rebecca, I wonder if you can enlarge on the way you've, you're working with that community with, uh, with children and special needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Kids in Vietnam, um, particularly, we have kids, the number one cause of children um, and deaths under the age of 11 is from cardiac issues. Anything that's crazy, you know, it's a very large population, but roughly one in five children will be born with some kind of cardiac issue. And so there's, you know, there's, you, the heart goes out because in countries like Vietnam where the cost of living um, and your earning capacity is different to other countries, often the interventions that are required to save a child or even identify the issue clearly, let alone um, get them the, the follow-up treatment or intervention that they need is just astronomical. And most families, you know, it's only $2,000 to $5,000 roughly for a, a heart operation, for example, um, for the kids with heart issues. But for most families, you know, it may as well be a million dollars. It's just not in the realm of possibility. So that's just one of the programs um, that we've been facilitating for many years is those surgeries, partnering with the families to be able to get those kids um, to have the surgeries that they need so they're not losing their life, so that they can enjoy life. Um, and, it, you know, it's our medical assistance programs have really gone on from there to be preventative. Um, we've got quite a few different interventions targeting um, the health in general based on the you know human rights and human development um, principles that everyone has the right to health, everyone has the right to live you know their best life. Well, earlier this year, you guys have been working, I know, there for more than 10 years together in Vietnam and in central Vietnam there. Something like 38 children you've already been able to help this year to get some life-saving heart operations. That's a challenge because no doubt funding is always an issue for that. How does that work, Kelvin? Yeah, funding, um, funding is always um, an interesting part of what we do here. Uh, we have some great partners in Australia who regularly donate and support. Um, heart operations in themselves can be fairly um, expensive mm. um, considering the nature of the operation and what's involved. Um, and most families obviously who come to us, they don't have any funds available to help their kids. So you know, when they come to us, they're asking um, us to either be able to help with the full bill or, or portion of the bill um, but funding is, is very tight and close, especially during this, this time um, and how the world is going. Funding has dropped off because people are managing their balances and, um, and their finances where they are as well. Um, so operations, we've decided that is probably one of, the, one of the most important things that we're doing at the moment during this time. And so we're just trying to get kids out there and get them prioritised in some of the development work that we're doing here. 
Well, with one in five kids being born with heart defects, the work you're doing is just amazing. Honour to both of you. And I know you've got such a busy schedule working with people in Vietnam, in central Vietnam. You run early detection clinics, and this is the way you actually identify these kids. Uh, How does that all work, Rebecca? Yeah, the early detection clinics are actually something fairly new. We've only been facilitating them for just over 18 months. Originally, it was the heart operations, um, and we usually found out about the heart operations kind of in a haphazard way. Um, The Department of Health or, you know, some exterior party was involved in getting families connected with us. But we had the unique opportunity about 18 months ago to partner with um, the Department of Health and schools and um, specific communities to be able to go into the community with doctors, with sonographers, with nurses, and they bring their full equipment with them um, and position themselves usually at a health centre or at a local school. And because the kids are already there um, in school organising classes, we screen the kids um, child by child systematically within um, their class and then within the school to screen them for cardiac issues and then um, if there is any follow-up required, we are in a position to be able to, you know, um, organise all of that, get to kids sooner so they're not, you know, dragging through life and at a loss for why or to know that there's an issue but, you know, feel that they can't deal with it. So it's been really beneficial. All the the hard ops that we've done um, this year have come immediately from those clinics Um, as a result of those clinics and it's been amazing um, to be able to see the difference it's it's clearly making and then we've got other kids on a a watch list you know monitoring over the next couple of months for further testing because their their issues weren't so clear so we're definitely seeing um, the fruit of prevention and early detection wonderful work you're doing and it's not the only work you're doing too because Kelvin you're also into addressing issues around awareness and prevention of violence against children and uh, and I'm sure this is widespread across many Southeast Asian countries but where you are there in central Vietnam uh, how much of a challenge is this something that's uh, really a part of the society you're in yeah um Abuse within families and homes, um, you know, is is um, quite bad across the country in general. Um, it's estimated that one in four girls, one in six boys are abused, um, and forty percent, forty-seven percent of them know their abuser. Um, so we're trying to work with within families, um, within communities, just to bring awareness to children, especially, um, and to to mums within their households just to be able to make aware, okay, this is an issue within your community, in your wider community, um, within the area that you live in, and how can you protect yourself um, against such dangers? And if something unfortunately does happen to you, where can you go and what can you do and who can you tell, who can you trust um, to be able to to talk about this issue and to be able to um, really um, have something done about it? Well, the two of you are so proactive in this area. Rebecca, you've been working with partners to try and establish a hotline for children to be able to call and to report and to seek help when they're facing these challenges. How's that whole project going? 
Yeah, it's it's fantastic. What our main government partner um, that we are organised with um, nationally as a body, um, they are responsible. Essentially, they're the human resources department <laughs> for the government. They they know um, and are involved in people's lives from birth and until death. So they are our partner, and they've been the um, primary way that we've been able to roll out this. Um, hotline and they've been doing it state by state um, and then community by community and putting um, awareness um, billboards and posters and um, propaganda we still uh, as our nation reflecting its history we've still got little trucks that drive up the street with megaphones announcing things tv ads announcing this hotline for kids to be able to call or for people to report abuse to in a safe way um, that kind of moves away from the tradition of violence is a family matter, a private thing in the home, because the, the everyone is starting to recognise that this is not okay, just because it's, it's happened before um, and used to be accepted as, you know, just part of life doesn't mean that it needs to stay that way or it should stay that way. So all our work is done directly with communities based on them identifying needs, not us as foreigners or any other well-meaning people to say, oh, we see this issue, we're going to fix it. We've had these programs have come out directly as a result of communities saying, this is an issue we have in our community. Can you help us change it? We don't want it to stay this way. So it's very humbling for us that they trust us, um, particularly in Asian culture where you don't really acknowledge those uncomfortable issues um, or anything, you know, that safe face. Um, things that it's very humbling for us that they would trust us and so well you know it's a very fruitful partnership and it's protecting a lot of kids well it's going to be a big and ongoing challenge no doubt to get that hotline set up Uh, just quickly before we tie things together kelvin you you guys have been there uh, over 10 years now and working with the community and you do seem to have been able to really get some goodwill with the government, the governing authorities there. Uh, is it challenging working with governing authorities in uh, Vietnam? Um, look, I mean, wherever you are, there's always challenges when you're with people and with your different departments. But, you know, we have with the partners that we work with, like Beck was just saying, um, our department uh, our partners, they're great. We love them. They um, they really go out of the way to help us. Um, and when we go out into a community and we're helping a school put in um, a playground or we're helping kids with mobility aids and wheelchairs, they're getting involved and, you know, they, they have smiles on their faces. They're, they're helping us out. Um, and so, you know, with everything in life, there are always challenges. But um, we have some really great partners out there and communities and we work together and um, and we're really making a difference. So and we love our government partners um, that work with us. And no doubt you'd like a few more friends, prayer partners, even financial supporters from your home nation of Australia. And there may be those who are listening in today who might respond to a call to connect with you. And uh, let me give a website where listeners can connect with Kelvin and Rebecca Windsor. Now, they're program directors for AOG World Relief, working in Vietnam. They've been there for 10 plus years. 
And so the website to go to is AOGWR. That's AOG World Relief, AOGWR.org. And uh, ask for how you can be connected with Kelvin and Rebecca Windsor, doing a wonderful work there in Vietnam. Kelvin and Rebecca, uh, thank you so much for sharing your hearts with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.